What up, what up, what up, little people, big people, all people. If you hear the sound of my voice, that means you are listening to another episode of Puffed Up Sports. Y'all know as they say in the church, I won't be before you long. We gonna go ahead and get right into it. Wilder Theory, part three, Trilogy. I can't think of no other rhymes, but the third fight did happen. Tyson Fury did come out victorious, and I was kind of upset. Obviously, we all know Fury is the better boxer. He was the favorite going into the fight. Fair enough. I personally was thinking Fury was going to win the whole time until like late Friday night, early Saturday morning. The morning of the fight. I don't know why. I woke up with a feeling like Wilder might knock this guy out. I knew he wasn't going to get a decision win, but I was like, that right hand might get him tonight. I was kind of right. That right hand, Wilder's right hand did get Fury twice. He knocked Fury down twice in the fourth round, but Fury got the chin of a, I don't even know, because he got up. (laughs) He got up. Hey, shout out to Wilder, though. He kept getting up, too, because he got his fair share of getting knocked down, and he got up pretty much every time. Except in that 11-round knockout, I mean, it was over. He went to sleep for a hot I'm going to stop there. I thought the fight was a good one. Um, I did lose a bet because I did bet Wilder right before the bell was rung. I put a bet on Wilder. Shout out to my boy Mondez. Yeah, he got him. Y'all know Mondez. He was on Buffed Up Sports. He's actually the first guest I had on. He watches every fight with me. So he said, next fight, <laughs> loser got to pay for the food. I'm like, bet. Because I'm really thinking Wilder going to knock Fury out. So I was pretty sick. But that's that. Hey, that was a good fight, though. Wilder, I feel like, has earned everybody respect. Fury has earned even more people respect. Fury just got everything, man. My thing is, where does Fury rank all time? Because I didn't grow up in the era of Ali Frazier Foreman. I didn't grow up in the era of Tyson Holyfield. First heavyweight boxer that I knew very well, like in my lifetime, outside the legends, was Deontay Wilder. I knew about him before I knew about Fury. And then you start learning about Fury and then the Joshua's and then all these other guys. And Fury's the definite favorite of or the best right now, but where does he rank all time? I'll leave that up to those who have seen more generation of boxers than me because I will be out of pocket to get my opinion just because I didn't watch those other guys as much. I know you got YouTube and all that, but it's not the same when you were live to see it. Wilder, I just found this out right before I started recording. Wilder broke his hand, apparently in the sixth round. So he went half the fight with a broken hand, which I've noticed a lot of Wilder fights. He always seemed to break his hand. Now, I will say I'm glad Wilder came up with a better excuse this time. He broke his hand. He's legit getting surgery. That's not a... You know, an excuse. He was getting surgery on Monday. He broke his hand. So I could live with that excuse. That second fight excuse of the costume I wore to the ring was 40 pounds, so it took my legs out. His publicists need to be fired. Like, how could you let a statement so dumb get out there? But they let it happen. Now he looked kind of like a sucker. I mean, that's the truth. So now that we've seen the Wilder Fury trilogy, what other fights could we see in the heavyweight division? I want to see Wilder first Joshua, Anthony Joshua. I, I really want to see that fight. Joshua is coming off 
what, two losses. Joshua's last, what, two out of four? Two out of last five fights have been losses? And obviously his last fight was a loss to Usyk, who we're going to talk about next. Wilder, coming off two straight losses, hasn't lost to anybody before he lost to Fury, so... That's something. Wilder first Joshua, I feel like it's your money making fight. That's the next biggest fight you can put on. Wilder first Usyk, that's another fight that could, you know, it wouldn't be your money fight, but it would be entertaining for us real hardcore boxing fans. Joshua first Fury, I don't want to see it. I honestly don't know who I want to see Fury go against. The only person I can see Fury going against right now is Usyk. And that's because you can unify all the belts in that fight, which is what boxing has been trying to do for, what, the last five years? Ever since Wilder, Fury, Joshua all came up to popularity and whatnot. So if Fury and Yusick fight, you could finally unify all your heavyweight belts. That's a fight I'd be willing to see. That's pretty much the only Fury fight I would be excited to see. Because there's no need to see Wilder Fury again. And I feel like Joshua would get worked by Fury as well. I, nobody's stopping Tyson Fury at this point. That's, the only person stopping Tyson Fury is Tyson Fury himself. So you can forget about anybody else doing it. Like I said, only reason I want to see the Usyk fight, unify all the belts. Because truth be told, I think Fury could work Usyk too. But Usyk and Wilder might be an entertaining one. Wilder first Joshua might be entertaining. I don't see Fury Usyk being entertaining. I think Fury's going to box him the whole fight, and this is going to be a, a one-sided victory for Fury. Let's talk about them Lions. I'm not going to talk about them too. I don't want to talk about none of the games in particular. I just want to talk about the storylines of this team. We really might go 0-17. I'm not playing when I say this. We really might go 0-17. I said this last episode. I was kind of playing. Like, I was playing, but I was like, I mean, it can happen for real. But, like, I don't think we really do it. I feel like we could at least win two games, three games maybe. I'm at the point, <laughs> I'm laughing because I'm, I'm looking at our schedule. And it's like, I don't, I can't, it's not a single game for the rest of the season. I can confidently say we're winning that game. I, we could possibly beat the Steelers when we play them. <laughs> we might get that one shocker game I keep talking about, like the team we have no business beating and we beat uh, hit, hit the Rams. Now, if the Rams lose to the Lions, shame on them. But I feel like the Lions might be like, we going for Stafford. We coming for his head. Who knows? The Lions are known to do stuff like that. But my point is, I really think the Lions are going 0-17. Like, I'm, if you ask me right now, I'm done being a better man, by the way. But if I was a better man and you asked me, what would I put money on? The Lions winning one game this season or the Lions being winless the whole season? I'm putting my money on the Lions being winless. Now, granted, this is a hard fighting team. They fight to the end. I give them that. They just know how to break your heart. Every single week. Like that. I said I wasn't going to get into it. That Vikings game, I didn't watch it. I didn't watch it because I I start to put the game on. And then something came to me. I said, I'm not getting my heart broken on this Sunday. I'm not doing it. I just had the Wilder Fury. Had some folks at the crib the night before. So I was pretty tired. So I was like, 
I, I ain't got it today. I'm not watching them. And I didn't. I even had people calling me when the Lions scored that touchdown to go up. Well, what, 30 seconds was left in the game? I got people calling me talking about, put the game on. The Lions scored. We about to win. I said, I'm not putting it on because if we do win, I'm the jinx. I didn't think I was. I think it's the Fords, and I will never stop thinking that. But I said, you know what? Maybe it might just be me. For a second, I was thinking this. I said, I'm not going to put the game back on. Of course, minutes later, I'm getting that phone call saying, could you believe we lost? How did they do? I'm like, it's, I, I spared myself. I knew, I knew what was about to happen. I said, it's the Lions, man. I love them. I'm so far invested that I'm not turning my back on them at this point, but I can't do it to myself every Sunday. Last thing on the Lions, Dan Campbell. Okay, you cried during your post-game press conference. I get it. That man, and what, how many games has he been here? Five games? And five games as a Lions head coach has realized what us fans have been going through our whole lives. See, you talking to me, 19, people around my age, 20s, uh, early teens and all that. We've been crying for our whole life. Then you got my parents' generation, 40s, 50s, and whatnot. They've been crying their whole life. Then my grandparents' generation, you know, 60s, 70s, 80s. All these people have been crying their whole life. It ain't nothing changed. So I'm glad Dan Campbell is showing emotion. It's not like it's anything against him. I just need results. Because crying ain't going to get the job done. Yes, he cares. I get it. But, like, you got to do more than cry, bro. (laughs) But it's not his fault. Like, that's what I'm saying. It's nothing at him. It's more of the just the management of the team and the the owner. It's so frustrating because how do you have a team be so bad for so long? It's not even funny no more. Like, we're a joke of the town, but it's not a joke. It's heartbreaking. How many teams do you know lose on 50-plus Yard field goals twice in the same season within the first five games and lose both of them with the score of 19 to 17. Only the Lions because we was the first team to do that in NFL history. Yes, we break a record every time and it's never a good one. So I didn't watch that Vikings game. The other part of why I didn't watch that Vikings game, because one, I was just, I didn't have it in me that day. Two, the WNBA Finals was on. Now, I'm going to talk a little more about this next episode. When the finals are complete, we'll know the winner by then, because right now we're in the dead smack middle of both teams. The Mercury and the Sky have a game apiece. So, for now, all I'm going to say is Diana Taurasi is the GOAT. Don't argue with me. Argue with your mama. Asia Wilson, she might have lost. You know, her team might be eliminated, but she deserves a ring. And it's not her fault. She had every right, she had every right to collapse to the floor after that game five loss as she shed tears. She had every right to do so because it ain't her fault. I ain't even going to say it's her teammate's fault. It's a teammate. Now, I said on Twitter I was done, so I'm going to stop. But if you watch the WNBA, you know who that teammate is. And I'm not happy with you right now. Because you cost Asia Wilson the chance of getting the ring. Again, I'm going to talk more WNBA next up. If you don't watch the WNBA, like I'm being so serious. Something is wrong with you. I don't care. 
Stop coming up with stupid excuses of why you don't watch. Ah, uh, the girls are not as entertaining as the guys. Yes, they are. <laughs> it's just y'all follow everybody else standards instead of just creating your own opinion. I didn't need anybody to tell me to watch the WNBA. I've been watching probably as long as I've been watching the NBA. <laughs> Truth be told, I used to watch the Detroit Shock, who I talk about near every episode. I used to watch them all the time. Went to the games. So it's not like anybody had to tell me to watch the WNBA. I just watched it. I've enjoyed it. I haven't stopped watching it since. It's not that hard. And you're talking to somebody who is a diehard Detroit sports fan. So the fact we don't even have a WNBA team in Detroit anymore and I still find the time to watch. I'm just saying, if you're not watching, it's kind of like shame on you. Because they're a good game. And the, the women deserve more respect. Because they be balling. Okay, last thing. Diana Taurasi. Diana Taurasi is the GOAT. We all know that. Not only is she the GOAT, she's just the GOAT. Like, she a GOAT on the court, and then she had the kids in the middle of the playoffs. Like, game five. I mean, she hitting big shots in the game. Got the game-winning block. Post-game interview, she's talking, you know, answering all the questions. She says, babe, hold it in. I'm coming home. Because her wife is literally about to go into labor any minute. She just played in game five of a WNBA playoff game, hopped on a flight, got to her wife's bedside to watch them have their second child, get back on another plane to go play game one of the WNBA finals. If that ain't a GOAT, and not only, I just like the fact that she said, babe, hold it in. <laughs> hey, babe, held it in. That's a classic story. I can't wait till that kid get older. They got to tell that kid that story at bedtime. That's an ultimate bedtime story. Last thing I want to talk about. Them Detroit Pistons. The day this recording coming, this, the day this recording comes out, I will actually be attending the Pistons final preseason game. First, the 76ers. I'm also going Wednesday, October 20th for open at night. Yes, sir. But I need Cade to play. Says we know by now, Cade got a jacked up ankle. Something don't happen. He rolled it. He got a sprained ankle. It went from he's not going to miss preseason to he's going to miss one preseason game to he hasn't played any preseason game and he will not. Now we don't even know if the brother going to play open at night. And I really would hate to see this happen. I'm starting to get nervous. I don't want to see him miss any games, especially since I don't pay my money not to see the pistons really i love my team but i'm, I'm going to see k man like come on i need him to play i need him to play but my pistons predictions i think i said this before but i'm gonna say it again since we're closer to the season i don't see us making a plan i really don't i don't i i saw a projection or a prediction should i say i saw a prediction that said the pistons will be 14th seed in the east i don't see that either I realistically say we're going to be the 11th or 12th seed. Like, we're going to be competitive. We're going to be fighting for the play-in. But do I see us actually getting in the play-in? I don't. I really don't. Uh, I just don't. Unless Cade really turns up right away. Because I'm kind of expecting a typical rookie season. I have 15-ish points i'm not looking for 30 a night from him 
if he was doing that, then I'd be like, shoot, we might be fifth in the East, but it, I, we know that ain't going to happen. And then you kind of depend on the improvements of everybody else. Sadiq Bay, Isaiah Stewart, will they have a sophomore year slump or no? Jeremy Grant, was that one season where he's putting up 20 a game? Is that really him or is that a fluke? Josh Jackson, can he finally learn how to be a consistent player on a nightly basis? Or is he going to be the same Josh Jackson up there one night he got 25, next minute he has 10 on two for 13 shooting? What Josh Jackson do we get this year? So, yes, that's what it comes down to. If this team is like how it was last year, that 14th seed might be legit. If everyone shows a little progression, K does what he's projected to do. In that case, you're fighting for a plan. Again, I don't know if you get in, but you're at least fighting for it, if nothing else. But if Cade and the rest of the guys just go stupid, you might be ready to make some noise in the East. But I'll tell you what, even if the Pistons don't make the play-in or the playoffs this year, it's not the worst thing in the world because I truly believe by 2024, the year I graduate college, that could be a classic year, bro, because that's when the Pistons going to start making noise. I keep telling everybody, give us the 2024. We're going to be making noise. And people always ask, what do you mean by making noise? I'm talking about when they're talking about the teams that's contenders – in each conference, we gonna be the team that's mentioned when you talk about Eastern Conference contenders. That's gonna be us. If everything keeps playing the way it has so far, by 2024, Pistons gonna be making noise. Got a time for a few questions. I was asked, would you trade Ben Simmons for Jeremy Grant? No. I mean. I can't say no that fast. Straight up, Jeremy Grant for Ben Simmons, I'll do more thinking on it then. I might. I might. But, like, you start asking for other valuable pieces like a Sadiq or a Stewart for, and Grant for Simmons, then it's going to be a respectful no. I ain't going to lie. They might come for me on Pistons Twitter. Killian for Ben Simmons? That's a straight-up trade, you ask me. Because they, in fact, I think I might take I would take that in a heartbeat. I ain't gonna lie. Because at least Ben, he got the size. He bigger. Like that's probably the one advantage he has over Killing, because obviously Killing's Killian's only going into his second year, so time will tell. But Killian and Ben both can't shoot, but they can do everything else. Okay. They just can't, not even shoot. They just, well, Ben can score when he wants to. I don't know what he was on in the playoffs, but for sure they both can't shoot. Last thing I was asked, Kyrie Irving, what do I think about his stance of not wanting to play because of he's avoiding the COVID vaccine? Now, I don't like talking politics too much on here because you're never going to please everybody. I I don't mind making folks mad with my sport takes, but, you know, my personal takes, I try to keep them on the low low. But I will say this much about Kyrie. If you're going to get the vaccine, get it. If you're not, don't. I personally feel it's your own business just because that's the type of person I've always been. I've always been the type of person just mind my own business. Never really cared about this thing. 
But you do have this situation where it's not always about you. It's more of looking out for others. So I'll leave that at that. But I will say this much about Kyrie Irving. He's always been looked at as weird, right? That's facts. People have always said Kyrie has made some weird takes and da-da-da-da-da. Like, I'm not coming back from the, the world as flat. I ain't never, ever tried to agree with him on that. I'm like, no. <laughs> I will say this much about Kyrie Irving. Remember in 2020, during the bubble, well, when they were preparing the bubble, he was the player that said we shouldn't be playing basketball right now. We should take the time to focus on what's going on in the world. And it's just not a good time because we will be, a, he's saying we as the NBA players will be a distraction. And I remember everyone was mad at Kyrie. Well, I'm not going to say everyone, but a good portion of people was mad at Kyrie. Like, what is he talking about? The players can spread their message while playing. Plus, a lot of people just wanted sports back at that point. I get it. So Kyrie made his statement known. He said we shouldn't be playing basketball. Remind you, this is 2020, the summer of 2020. We all know what happened politically summer 2020. And part of what happened was the Jacob Blake shooting. And member players end up boycotting their game the day after the shooting to, you know, make their voice known, sort of say. And, you know, say how they disagree with the actions of that police and how it's just not right. I remember somebody came on Twitter right away said a lot of people owe Kyrie Irving an apology. Right. So I leave on this. Not sure if that's going to be the same thing as this. This COVID vaccine, to be honest, is still new. It's not a year in. Has it been pretty much successful so far? Yes. So I will say this much about Kyrie. Time will tell if he was right or if he was wrong. What I will say is this. COVID is something serious. It doesn't need to be taken lightly. Please be careful of your whereabouts. Have fun. Live your life. Don't live in fear. But be careful because this virus is not gone. And this virus has taken a lot from many people. Some more than others. Do what you feel is best for you and the ones you love. Dan Campbell, Detroit Lions head coach. I hope you're listening. If so, clear out them emails because I don't want you to be next. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter and Instagram at RJ underscore Hunt 36. Don't forget to follow me on Facebook at RJ Hunt. And don't forget to follow my TikTok at RJ Hunt 36. Thank you all for listening. I hope you come back to hear more episodes. If you can, please subscribe, leave a rating, and leave a review, please, because I love to hear the feedback. And if you love today's episode, send it to a friend. Now just remember to follow these words. Spread love. Keep your chest out. Hold your head up. Show off them pretty teeth. Don't you forget about the thing. Till next time, y'all be good out there. God bless you all. Peace.